Welcome to Black and White Reviews. I am Lee. And I'm Chuck. And what we do here is we generally talk about movies, TV shows, anything that, you know, we're excited about or we just want to talk about. And uh, we talk about it in great detail. So if you haven't seen what we're about to talk about or, you know, heard it or whatever, if it's music, I suggest you check it out first because we spoil everything because we rip everything down to shreds. So. It's so much fun. Yeah. So as we were going through The Chosen um, I don't even know how it came up. Maybe we made a quick quote at one point, and the it just perfect became cast. a thing. The perfect cast. The perfect cast. Uh, somehow, somehow, Powerline came up, and then Goofy, and we're like, you know what? <sighs> Maybe we should watch the Goofy movie together. And Chuck said, you know what? That's our next podcast, <laughs> is a Goofy movie. So here we are. What year did that come out? <clears throat> um you know, honestly, I didn't check. Give me 30 seconds. I'll tell you right now. Oh, geez. So I want to say... 2000. Wait, no, no, no. That's an extremely goofy movie. No, goofy movie must oh, have you're... come out in 96. That's my, my guess. Let's see how 95. good I 95. 95. I'm pretty good at this. You're right there. I'm pretty good at this. Um, I don't even know why. It's it's based on production value and just what was going on around the time in my life, how I kind of justify when things come out. It's strange. Um there's only been a few, I think, in one of our conversations, Will and I were trying to figure out, like, well, when did X-Men come out? I'm like, I think it was 99, it goes 2000. I'm like, there we go, whatever. I'm usually around about a year. Not to, you know, beef myself up or anything about it, but hey. That's two episodes now, you don't want to toot your own horn. I don't want to toot my own horn. No <laughs> horn toots, okay? I, I don't want to. It just kind of happens, because I've got some experience in some areas, and I like to feel good about that, but, you Toot know. my own horn. Yeah. Toot toot. Um, I got a bell. <laughs> From now on, whenever you hear that, that's Lee tooting his own horn. Yep. All right. That keeps going, man. That resonates. <laughs> anyway, so Chuck, um, yeah, since he was so excited to talk about this movie. Now, this movie is from both of our childhoods. Um, we have a few years difference, actually, quite a few years in, in age. How old are you? How old do you think I am? I don't know, 25. moving on Uh, (laughs) so no we have a few years difference in age but we're still in the same generation so we have a lot of the same childhood things that um that kind of stuck with us and we we reminisce about and it's what makes our conversations about movies so much more fun um goofy movie you know what chuck why don't you take us away with this one this one this one was all this one's your baby you want to talk about this so much so so (laughs) i caved (laughs) (laughs) this is my it's my favorite Disney movie with original Disney cast. So you have name Dis- another. Let's name another. Name another. Yeah, name another that you can think of. That's like Fantasia. It's got Mickey Mouse in it. <laughs> I mean, then you got like all the other like the you have the Three Musketeers done by a lot of them. Right. Then you have all the TV shows. You have Ducktales. You got right. You know, Chip and Dale, Rescue thing, Rangers. The thing about this movie is it's very different than all other movies. So it's not just a matter of like, oh, this one's the best. It's it's they shot this like any other movie, you know, that was not those characters. So it's like you're watching this could have been any movie. Right. And I think that's what makes this different. It's actually cinematically done very well. The animation is much different than everything else that Disney was doing at the time. Right. And they took it and made it more realistic. It's more like the Disney movies we know today that are, you know, mostly CG or even like Princess and the Frog, which was one that was not CG. It was actually drawn. Was it really? Yeah. It's funny. That was like one of the only ones in the past 10 years or so that um, 
I remember when it came out. I saw it once. Um, <clears throat> that was actually just regular, you know, old school Disney animation. And I was pretty impressed to see it again. I'm like, oh, I didn't think we'd ever see this. Yeah, because the originals with all, like with Mickey and those things, they were all sketched out and drawn, literally scene right. for scene. And this we one, see stuff yeah, like, sure like Prince and the po- uh, the Prince and the Popper. That was one of my favorite ones as yeah. a kid. Um, but this one is is a whole new story. It's not some classic tale revisited. It's not some little short. This is a full on cinematic. Like this is a, a movie, right? So I, I like that they did a feature film, taking a Disney character, and you don't see that with anybody else. Not even Mickey. No. So it's surprising that they made this movie, and then they even made a sequel to it, which. Eh, the budget was clearly lower in that one. They just kind of did it. Um, Drastically lower. It's, it's almost like going from Aladdin to Return of Jafar. You know, Return of, uh, Return of Jafar had the same budget as, like, the, the TV show that was going on at the time. You can tell even the animation. Yeah, it's like going from Lion King to Lion King yeah. one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't so There great. are certain <laughs> movies, like, if we're going to stick with Disney, I mean, they did Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion King, and Aladdin. And then they made... <sighs> sequels to every single one of those mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have <laughs> to every single one of them and then they made remakes live action remakes of every single one of them 20 you, years later did you see the recent live action remake on stage of little mermaid that was on disney plus on stage no i didn't it's on, it <coughs> awful. <laughs> is it awful horrible hey is it is it any worse than christopher walken playing captain hook in that peter pan they did years ago yes Okay, because you need to see that. If you haven't seen this, anybody who hasn't seen Christopher Walken play Captain Hook, there, there is a clip. <laughs> you showed there, me the clip. It's, I it's 20 that. minutes of Christopher, Wa- Christopher Walken's horrible acting. And if anybody knows anything about Christopher Walken, when he does anything live, he does not know his lines. He's When he's on SNL, he's always reading the prompter, like constantly. And he's like, he won't even look at the people. He's just like, yes, I know, and... Maybe, maybe this, and like, it's like, you look at it, and you're like, oh, and there was, the funniest thing was when he actually made fun of himself, I think, I want to say it was like the 20th, 25th anniversary or something they did, one, one special event, and he gets up, and it's, it was people asking questions to the cast, and one of them was like, so he pops up, and he goes, excuse me, he's out in the audience, and he goes, uh, I was wondering, do you guys, like, just kind of go with the flow, or do you have a script, or, you know, do you just kind of do whatever you want to do, and they're like, oh, no, actually, we have a fabulous team of writers actually a great team of people who write all the jokes and he goes really because when i come i always just say whatever comes to my mind and i just do whatever i want <laughs> and it, was, it was one of the funniest things ever because he just ripped on himself anyway he doesn't know what he's actually doing not at all he's just <laughs> reading but um anyway i don't even know how we got to christopher walken oh Peter how do Pan, we how Captain do we get Hook. to okay. anything we talk about when we're on one subject and then we end up way out in left field somewhere. Well, the issue is we're wide awake right now. This is not midnight. Oh, that's uh, true. So, so we actually have our wits about us? So we have our wits about us, uh, so at least we can get ourselves back on track. So but if Lee falls asleep in the middle of this podcast... It's because the, the smoke detectors went off like 17 <laughs> times last night in the whole house. So to get back to... to, get back to um, typically, we go over who directed the show. Um, Kevin Lima. Kevin Lima directed the movie. All right. Directed this movie. I honestly have no clue who that is. Um, Maybe it's Lima. L-I-M-A. It could be Lima. Beans. Beans. <laughs> um, the two people I do know in this show, though, in this movie, is James Marston, who plays Max. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played Nelson on Full House. 
Uh-huh. He was well, the... he was he was also in Boy Meets World. He was in Step by Step. Like he, right, they, he was yeah. in everything. everything. I remember him personally. He was in from... Erie, Indiana. Erie, Indiana. Remember Erie, Indiana? It was like there was goosebumps. It was Erie, Indiana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him personally from. He personally. sticks out the most to me from Full House because he was the he was DJ's rich boyfriend. Right. Right. Um. And then what was his name? Wallace Shawn, who plays Principal Mazer. Oh, Principal Mazer. As soon as you hear his voice, so kids come up to me and go, Principal Mazer. Like, I remember it so vividly, like, just everything about his character in there. And whenever I hear him, all I can think of is inconceivable. Yeah. His, I, his, his voice is very distinct. You hear him as Rex in Toy Story, yep. you know, and then you think of him in, in Princess Bride. It's funny because... Princess Bride is probably the biggest thing that everybody, you know, before Toy Story knows him from. And then they watch it, you know, we'll say younger generations who haven't. They go to watch it like, hey, that's Rex. You know, like it's it's a very distinct voice. It's See, not even. We're the other way around. We're like, he's the Sicilian. Yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, I'll be honest. I never I didn't see Princess Bride until way later. That really? came out the year I was born. And so I didn't see it until. After Toy Story came out. Oh. And Toy Story, I probably saw three times in the theater because I was amazed that they made a fully CG film. That was the first one at the time, and that was, what, 94, 95? Something like that. Um, so I saw that because at that point I was still pretty young. And then I went back and said, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Wasn't he? Okay, he was in Toy Story. But yeah, so, yeah, like, you see on, that. I saw and, Princess Bride first. Right, bunch right. Of, bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, but to get to this. So to start off with the movie, um, dream sequence. Max, Max is having a dream and he's running through this field and he hears this girl calling his name, Max. Roxanne? And it's Roxanne up on this pedestal. In the middle of a wheat field. <laughs> with nothing around. Um, and then she comes gliding down into his arms. It's kind of weird. Um, but they're just googly eye with each other and then obviously it goes from a good dream to a bad dream because then he starts turning into goofy <laughs> <laughs> no, i forgot that was really funny it was it was really like it was a nightmare it was a nightmare that he, he all of a sudden his his fingers started growing his teeth started growing and then he blew up to look exactly like his dad like his and dad then he, then he laughs and it's like lightning <laughs> <laughs> like this is the worst thing that could possibly happen ah like I look at it today too. Like if I could, if I could turn in, if I could become anybody, not anybody, but if I could, if I could emulate anybody, I would want to emulate more my father than anybody else. But in this show, obviously, he's in an extremely goofy movie. The next movie he makes too, he still does not want his dad around. He's right. terrified of being his father or around his father. But he wakes up um, to the phone ringing. Which is kind of funny because it's a Mickey Mouse phone. And it's his friend PJ calling him because he's an hour late for school. His clock is way off time. He punches his clock. It comes. It, he gets out of bed, puts the clothes. So this is kind of funny. He has clothes all of his floor, but he only wears the same outfit through the entire, entire movie. Of course. So, Continuity. <laughs> Goofy then walks in, says, morning, son. And... Max freaks out. Goofy then does the dad thing, closes the door, says, I'm sorry, knocks, and then proceeds to open the door without waiting for a hello, and then yeah. vacuums up all his clothes. Right. <laughs> but 
on top of it, like he's clearly a single dad. He's he's got his his hair done up in the towel, like he's the mom. <laughs> and he's Morning, wearing, son. And he's wearing a bathrobe around his entire body. <laughs> Which, if I ever saw my dad doing that, I'd be questioning quite a bit. Um, and then he vacuums up this poster or cardboard cutout of Powerline. Powerline, which. Who are they actually trying to? Is it Michael Jackson? So it's, three, or, it's three people. It's three people. Um, okay. So it was supposed to. Um, he was supposed to basically be a parody of Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson, all in one. I can see the Prince and MJ kind of put into that one. I think the guy they got to play him um, to do the singing and stuff was Tevin Campbell. I don't know. I looked it up a while ago. I don't have it now, but um, yeah, they got this guy and good voice. Yeah, you know, it was a good song. Yeah, if they um, if they could have if you actually they actually have the full version songs on somewhere Spotify and yeah. stuff yeah. They're actually pretty good. Um but after this they start going into you have the first song Day After Today which he is talking about how he's terrified about impressing Roxanne and all the stuff and you get the montages of all the kids going to the last day of school. This is probably one of my favorite songs in the entire movie. Um, because then it's funny too because if you look, watch it after at the very end it ends with the grease scene where he's on top of the <laughs> on top of the um, bleachers singing at the corner of the bleachers just like Danny Danny is in the in, in Greece and then he trips down and Roxanne's right there and he does his goofy laugh again yep his yuck yucks and then at the end of the movie if you look at it she's like I've liked you since the day I heard your first laugh, and I'm like, so that was like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. When we were kids, everything is so much bigger, so much more exciting, so much more everything, and then we look back and we're like, yeah, that was yesterday. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I think this is a typical, like, boy likes girl, boy lies to girl in order to get her to like him and then in the end you find out he didn't have to do anything if anything he caused more damage by lying the way that he did he could have just been himself right so and i so i mean all in all it's a coming of age story which plays very well and i think that's what makes this different than all the other disney movies we don't have any there's, there's no other disney movies like this you know of original characters at least or back then in that time where there's a coming of age story of a character that's not very well known, but related to a main character. So goofy. Right. So with it being that, like he learns in this so many different things. He learns to be himself. He learns to not really like to accept that he's his dad's son, but he's his own person still. And right. that people like him for him. And that's what they kind of get about in this, in this whole thing. So it's a great story. It's classic. It's done many times. And it's a very, it's a very good uplifting story that, you know, should be told many different ways. Right. And I think that for me, there's, for me, it's the nostalgia of it all. And there are quite, even now, like you and Will were talking about it yesterday, the other day on your podcast with, you know, wrapping up WandaVision and seeing if there's movies that stand the test of time, you know, are they still as good now as they were then or are they worse now as they were then? Mm, like Equilibrium. Which... You, know, you, you brought up Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I like that movie because it's awful. There's so many holes in that movie. Um, but I don't know. I, I could. It's one of those. I will watch it by myself and just enjoy, you know, it playing in the background. 
it's not one of those things where I say, hey, you want to come over and watch Alone in the Dark with me? Cause <laughs> well, no, because then you wouldn't be alone in the dark. Well, that, but then you're right. It's a, it's a, it's not a B movie. It's like worse than a B movie. <laughs> but it's still free. I'm like, I liked it. I'm just gonna say it's an F movie. I wouldn't go that far with it. You think it was that bad? I, I don't remember, and I don't have any intention to ever remind myself. I think myself. what ruined it is they made these interdimensional beings that have been living under our Earth for ever and ever, and no one knows about it, and. They could have gone a different direction, but it was still a good movie in my opinion. Well, the song is over in the show, and Max is meeting up with PJ. What are you doing? Wasabi. (laughs) Wasabi peas caught me the wrong way, right up the nasal. You were saying? I'm getting quite the show over here. So you got the scene cuts to Max and PJ are in the backstage of their school stadium or auditorium auditorium. And they meet up with Bobby, who is played by Polly Shore. Voiced. Voiced by Polly Shore, played by Polly Shore, whatever. Yeah, I don't think they did like motion capture for him. You know what I mean. Lee is now eating a jar of pickles. <laughs> This shouldn't be that funny, but it is. I think the way he went about doing it made it quite funny. Um, You're so much better at this than me, so I'm horrible at this. (laughs) And you're not helping. Are you done? I have a pickle. (laughs) I have two pickles. (laughs) So... Sorry, he was not played by Polly Shore. He was voiced. That's right, by Polly Shore. Um, and again, he's <laughs> he's like Principal Mazer. He has that voice that is so distinctive. You know who it is. You don't have to IMDb it. You don't have to look it up. You just know it's Polly Shore. Which is weird. In the next movie, it he sounds totally different. Mm-hmm. 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 And Bobby is actually setting up all the camera stuff for the show that we're about to see with Max um, so he can impress Roxanne. And then it cuts to Roxanne's best friend, Stacy, is giving the speech. I'm guessing she's like the class president. Um, I even think she says she's the class president. And then she passes it off to Principal Mazer, who's talking about how all students love him and how they want advice, how to spend their summer times. And at this point in time, everybody is falling asleep in the stadium. Everybody is falling asleep. What are you looking up? Go ahead. Everyone's falling asleep at the stadium, and he's just talking. He's like, oh, so kids come up to me all the time and ask, (laughs) Principal Mazer, how can we spend our summer vacation better and not forget about school or something? He's like, how about science slumber parties and, like, all these ridiculous things? Um one thing that I think is really cool, I mean, you got Jim Cummings. So, I mean, the cast is actually really great. Jim Cummings has been doing voices for Disney stuff forever. He's like Winnie the Pooh, he's Ka, like all those voices. And he plays Pete. He's played Pete since, like, right. we were born. Um, the other great voice that we hear is um, Rob Paulson. You know who Rob Paulson is? Whenever I hear Rob Paulson, I know. Oh, His name is, is Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. No, so Rob Paulson, this guy 
I mean, he did the voice for the original Raphael in the old Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, and really? You hear his voice everywhere. He's also done um, uh, Yakko Warner, I believe. Um, he's done uh, like he's characters on on like Veggie Tales. Like he's he's just like the yeah. voice actor, and you hear him in everything, and it's hilarious. Um, whatever. The, my my daughters watched this one episode of uh, Veggie Tales in the city. And there was a singing, dancing lobster. And it was basically, remember Michigan J. Frog? Like, yes. oh, he dances, he sings. But then when someone's there, he doesn't. Right. It was the exact same thing. But it was Rob Paulson's voice. He's like, I'm a singing, dancing lobster. La, 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 la. Don't think it odd, sir. So if my cousins hear this, or my kids, rather. If my kids hear this, they're going to laugh their butts off. But anyway, it's just funny to hear it. Like, Rob Paulson is everywhere. Like, name a cartoon, he's probably been in it. Like, it's it's crazy. He is name everywhere. Name a cartoon. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Go on. See, this is why I said you need to do this and not okay. me. Cause I'm All right. Like, no, well, I'm kidding. I'll do it. Okay. So, at this point in time, to go back to the, to back to the show, all of a sudden, this... Movie. The movie, show... Whatever. Movie. It's an hour long. <laughs> it's not a full, full... Is it an hour? It's just over an hour long. Oh, okay. It's like... Well, it's back when movies were only like an hour and 20. Yeah, not epics that are not, three and a half. Not... not Four uh, hour long. Justice League, the the Snyder Cut that's coming out in a it's couple like of days. Eight hours. It's like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that in a month. Yeah. Who wants to watch Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit? Who's got six days? Right. Um, so all of a sudden the screen starts rising... And then a hole in the stage opens up. Trap door. The <laughs> trap door right in front of the podium. Like, wait, what? Why? Why no is one, that there? And you see Bobby just pull this lever and the principal just falls down inside of it. And he starts doing this crazy laugh. The Polly Shore laugh. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's loud. And Max starts lip syncing to this Powerline song. Yeah, and it's, I think it's the best song in the movie. Really? I love that song. Stand up. Stand up. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, I think it's a great song. It's number two for me. I like day after uh, the day after today. Yeah, but I think that's because it's more of an original, right? Sung by Max, whereas this is, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he starts doing it, and then he trips on cables and falls through the screen. Yeah. And what I like about this, when he falls through the screen, in so many Disney movies, when Goofy falls or if Donald Duck falls, and they fall through a wall like their exact cutout right in this it's not it's just a it's big not. hole right <clears throat> so they actually made it more realistic in that yeah well the cool thing on top of it too so we're gonna get as you're getting to it um he falls through the screen and this is the first indicator that he is not his father and i think it's really great like he falls through the screen there's no cutout like that but the people see him and they cheer for him right so instead of them laughing at him and him being totally embarrassed, they cheer for him. And he's like, oh, I'm doing something I'm really excited about. This is really cool. And they're cheering for me. Okay. So it's showing that, like, you know, what he's into is a good thing. But then again, there is the other side where he is pretending to be somebody else. Right. So it's like, mm, we're, we're still juggling that. Like, he's getting this feeling that who he is is good, but who he is has to be pretending to be somebody else. Right. So... And he it's, sees it's that. The, that's the foreshadowing moment where it's like it's good, but it's bad. But it's like uh, it's about pride. It's about pretending. So we can see that there's a story being told here. Right. And you kind of see him there frozen. And all of a sudden in his the glasses he's wearing, you see a reflection of Roxanne. Yeah. And he's like, 
Okay. This is why I'm doing this. I'm going to yep. continue doing this. Yep. And then the, the stage starts filling up with smoke. He's fogging up and he's just... He's using a fire <laughs> extinguisher. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. Which okay. Is, <laughs> and you hear Polly Short. I, I'm horrible with impersonation, so I'll let Lee do this A one. little smoke gauge. Yeah. He does the, his little howl. Is, oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all that brings me back to is Encino Man every time. I love that movie. And all of a sudden keep he keep it cruising, keep it cruising. Yeah, and all of a sudden uh, Bobby gives PJ this hook attached to a rope, which is magically on stage, and PJ walks through all the crawls all the smoke and hooks it to Max's belt, and, and then, then they're all over the place. Yeah, he's all over the place, and the whole place is going crazy. He is about, at this point, then the song comes along, he's about, he's reaching for Roxanne's hand and she's reaching up for him and there's, you can see the distinguished, they're like, you know, both being drawn out versus her just being amongst the crowd, um, which is actually part of the song. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the music just bleh, stops and he spins on his on the rope and his glasses come off because the prince takes them off. And everyone realizes who it is. Mm-hmm. It's the goof boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Principal Mazer catches him, and the three of them go to detention. At this point in time, we haven't seen Goofy yet in the movie. Well, except for um, at his yeah. in the house. It cuts over to Goofy with um, Pete at their jobs. Not the two people I would, not the job I would picture these two doing <laughs> together. They are photographer. They are child photographers. Child photographers at in like, like a, a Kmart. Kmart. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Blue light special. <laughs> it's I, it's it's one of my most memorable scenes because Goofy's over there trying to get a kid to laugh, and he's like, "Come on, smile, smile!" <laughs> and <laughs> again, there's like little parts that I'll never forget, and I, rem- and I when I see him, I remember my cousins and I rewinding it like fifty times. Rewinding back when you had to rewind, rewind. You couldn't just hit like go back fifteen seconds or go back thirty on a button. You had to rewind the video. You hit stop, or and you could rewind if you wanted to rewind it fast. You had to stop it, rewind it. Yeah, but then you couldn't see where it stopped, so you so, could have over rewound. So oh, if you wanted to rewind, I was a pro. It, I didn't have a problem. You had like to that. rewind it while it <laughs> while it was playing, and then it was even slower. Ooh, funny story about that. I used to work at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. This was probably twenty years ago now. And this, I get a phone call and this lady calls into the, I worked at home in the home theater department and she's like, so, um, this is when DVDs were beginning to come out, but VHS was still around. DVDs were beginning to come out. Um, this is the, I'd say the late nineties, early two thousands. VHS was still a thing. DVDs were bigger. Um, but this lady's like, so I went to the store and I rented a movie and no, it was a DVD. She says, I rented a DVD and I am trying to rewind it. And I'm like, okay, well, when you're, when you're using your remote, there's two different buttons. There's a button with one arrow that goes either forward or backwards and a button with two arrows that go forward or backwards. The one arrow will do it by the scene. And the two arrows will do it by what they call the chapter in the in the DVD. And she's like, oh, okay, but I don't understand. I said, what do you mean? She goes, 
I took the DVD out of the DVD player. I put it in the case, and it tells me to please be kind, rewind. And I'm like, you don't have to yeah. rewind a DVD after you're done watching it. It'll stop all on its own. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, pretty yep. sure. Yep, pretty but sure. it was one of those, those you know, my computer's not working. Did you plug it in? Type oh. scenario. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the best things I ever saw was, I mean, try to keep it short. It was it was a dialogue between a tech tech support person on the phone and the customer, and they were having an issue. The tech support was working for the program, like the program that they were trying to use the application on the right. computer. And this was I don't know how many years ago, and it was one of the funniest things. He goes through. And he's like, oh, I, I'm not seeing anything. And he goes, okay, well, what's going on? He's like, I I just don't see anything here. He's like, okay, well, did you um. Did you, um, can you see, can you type this? Can you see the C prompt? What's a C prompt? Okay. Is your monitor connected? I think so. And he goes through this whole thing and he walks through all these troubleshooting things and he's like, can you get behind the computer and see, like, if you can see anything back there? He's like, no, I can't see anything. He's like, really? Even if you get like, you know, up on the chair and take a look, like he's going like above and beyond here. Like, can you like stand on a chair and look? And he's like, no, well, hold on. Let me get a flashlight. Why do you need a flashlight? Oh, because the power's been out for the past hour. <laughs> And he's working on a PC, not a laptop. So obviously he's like, oh, okay, I see what the problem is, sir. Do you still have the box and everything you got um, when you got the computer? He's like, yes. Yeah. So he goes, okay, perfect. He's like, I need you to get that box, pack up the computer, and bring everything back um, to the store you bought it from. And he goes, oh, my God, is it that bad? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid it is, sir. And he goes, what should I tell him? Tell him you're too stupid to own a computer. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was fired but had a great story. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. <clears throat> Well, no, it's I, I wouldn't say that straight up, but just tell them, tell them the whatever. <laughs> There's a user error. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, anyway. so back to the back to the movie. As we always get deep, we always get so sidetracked, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so there's this, my, my favorite scene right here. I mean, we're talking about VCRs and stuff like that, but it's just funny. You knew which part we liked because that was the part of the video that was kind of like, you can tell it was used. It would, it it would start to get a little, (laughs) start to get a little like tracking issue. Um, but so he's over there. It's like, come on, smile. And he's like, Oh, come on, just smile. He squeezes this little rubber ducky and the squeaker shoots out and into his throat. And now all he's, all he's doing is making squeaky sounds and he's just laughing about it. It's like, ah. Like I can't even do it without. I I have a squeaker somewhere, but um, and it's just it's so funny. And then he he's making faces, and Pete comes over there, and he goes ahead and makes a face to Pete too, and <laughs> Pete smacks him in the back, and the squeaker comes out. But for some reason, I don't know why my cousins and I thought it was so hilarious that he was doing it and just did it to Pete afterwards. But yeah, and so they're running around. Pete's like, I know what I'm doing. This is how you do it. Go, that's get what, out of that's here. The, the the first customer. She's like, you have such a way with children. Right. And he's like. He comes over and knocks Goofy out of the way and tries to do this thing with the next girl, little girl. And What's she the, starts kicking him in the knee. <laughs> and they they Velcro her to the, to the, to the platform where they're, they're having her sit. They Velcro her, Velcro her diaper. Imagine doing that today. <laughs> that movie is going to be banned next because of child abuse. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> At this point. I know. Seriously? Goofy's offensive. He let his friend <laughs> Velcro a kid's diaper to him. To a seat, anyway. So then it changes scenes, and they're in the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And it's Bobby, PJ, and Max are in the principal's office. Right. And, well, it's it's just Bobby and Max sitting there. And you see PJ coming out of the principal's office saying, my dad's going to squash me like a bug. Yeah. Like, he's in total trouble. And then the principal tells the secretary to call in Bobby. Yeah. 
And then he does his mate sir type. <laughs> but he walks in. Hey, principal mate sir. <laughs> What's up, bro? And <laughs> I forgot about that. Only the only, you're walking into detention. You don't. You're not like, what's up, my friend? <laughs> it's, He's just it's Pauly Shore. Pauly He's just Shore. Pauly Shore. There's, there's no other way to explain it. And they do it, and you see Max just sitting there wallowing in his own failure, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then Stacy and Roxanne, Roxanne. Oh, come around, and they're talking about the Powerline concert that's going to be on TV and how she's going to have this, this party at her house. And Stacy's still talking, and... Roxanne kind of loses focus because she sees Max. Kind of like when you and I talk and I'm talking mm-hmm. and you lose focus on – I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacy kind of hip checks her and says, go go talk to him. Go talk to him. And they do the ever so cliche scene where they bump into each other. Papers go flying. They go to pick it up and lo and behold, their hands touch each other picking up the single sheet of paper that they were both going for. Cliché, but Disney. And every other romantic movie out there that tries to portray that same thing. Right. And then she goes into it and basically, long story short, he asks her to the party. She Mm -hmm. says yes. Then Principal Mazur calls, tells the uh, secretary to get his dad on the phone. And this is where the movie really begins because he tells Goofy that he needs to get his kid in order or he's going to end up in the, the electric, electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because as a kid, I didn't think it was like, you know, like, oh, wow, whatever. And then I thought about it and I watched it this last time, you know, a few months ago with my kids. And I'm just like, that's a bit extreme. Like, <laughs> like if a teacher said that to a parent today. Oh, my. They'd be fi- again. a principal. <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah. Like they'd be done. I mean, if I could, I, I remember a te- uh, principal picking me up by the back of my neck and holding me up against a wall, and nothing happened. I told my parents, they're like, well, what'd you do? <laughs> right? What did you do? What did what'd you do? That so, wouldn't matter what the kid did. The principal was way out of line. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so now Goofy is. Actually, you know what's funny about it? <laughs> what's really funny about it is we were playing outside. Will and I were playing outside. This is back in that school um, years and years ago, like 25-plus years ago. Um, and we are running around, and we were playing tag. And I guess I guess I somehow might have clotheslined him. I don't know. And something about, like, they were saying that I, I choked him out. I'm like, why would I choke him out? Like, I was seven or eight years old. I don't know. Whatever. So... That being said, I got sent by the Noonade or whatever they called Noonade. They call them Noonades. I remember that word, that term Noonade. People who would be out there during recess to like just keep an eye on the kids to make sure they're not like killing each other or oh, choking each other noon-aid. out. Noonade. Noonade. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I got sent to the office and sent to him, and I remember, and he grabbed me by the back of my neck. Name is Mr. Ellis. Wow, that's funny. Um, not any of the Ellis's we know. Right. <laughs> and yeah, he picked me up and, and threw, held me up against the wall. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like that. And nowadays that would not fly, but Hey, it did. I was a troubled kid, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we all kind of The electric were. chair. <laughs> the electric chair. Well, shortly after in this same area, um, Roxanne does say yes to going to the party with Max. And this is where Max actually becomes his father 
to the nth degree because he starts screaming out, everybody mumbo. <laughs> Lee's in the background laughing because he's probably getting more breakfast. He hasn't eaten breakfast yet. You getting more breakfast? <laughs> so he starts singing and dancing with the principal secretary. Right. And he's spinning her around in her roller chair. And then Bobby comes out and he's like, groove with her, dance with her. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, and then now Goofy is all tripping because his son's going to end up in the electric chair. Yeah. And this is the whole blue light special. Scene. Yeah. So he. Yeah, so he, he basically sits there and he's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, he's going through this whole thing. What what do I do to help my son not go into the electric chair? Like, he really thinks, like, that's what's going to happen. It's just, because <laughs> Principal Mazur with the scary eyes was just, like, freaking out about him going to the electric chair. I don't want my son to be a delinquent. What am I going to do? And he gets this, the, everything goes dark around him and he just goes, blue light special. Like, there's the light. There's the answer. <laughs> and it's just a little bobblehead of what looks like Max fishing. Right. You know, like a little tiny, like, toddler Max fishing. He's like, oh. Okay, Lake we're going to go fishing. Lake Destiny. Um, goes back over there and just like, Lake Destiny, Idaho, right? To, to I'm Pete. going fishing with my boy. <laughs> and he runs out, and Pete's like, what? And then when Pete turns around again, like as he runs out, and he's like, I'm on vacation, the little girl is no longer sitting there on the Velcro. It's just a diaper. And, and you Pete, see her. You see, you see, you see her bare bottom running, going fishy, fishy <laughs> through the store. Again, and I laughed so not hard. approved for today. No, but it was too funny. Um, and Pete's just like, "All right, get back here," you know. But it was just, it was, it was brilliant. I loved it. So you know, next scene was. Um, well, they're back at school. Yeah. And Max is leaving school, and all of a sudden you hear the, you know, PJ starts the 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 chant of Max, Max, and Max is now. Cool guy on campus. Because he, he did something so rebellious and cool, you know. Right. And now it's the day after today reprise, basically. Right. Um, and he does – it's this montage of him doing every extreme thing on the way home, mm-hmm. skateboarding through this big tunnel. He actually saves an infant's life by skating through the neighbor's house and then taking the fork out of the baby's hand. No, it wasn't the reprise of, of After Today. No, it was it was stand up still. Was it still stand yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. As he's dancing through it, but they they basically did like a Ferris Bueller type thing where he's going through backyards and stuff like that. Right. And, and um, and he I saves the baby's just, life with yeah. the fork. <laughs> the fork, fork in the, outlet. Fork in the uh, outlet. Yeah, they they took they took the the Ferris Bueller thing to an extreme where he's just going through backyards and houses and, right. and messing around and yeah, it was it was really funny. And he ends up home and Goofy is packing up the car. Oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going fishing with my <laughs> best friend. He's like, oh, Donald Duck. He's like, no, you. <laughs> and then you see Max. I, lo- I love the, the the name drop Donald Duck there because we never see him or hear anything about Donald, but he just throws in there like you oh, see him once. Is it a picture of him? Nope. So in the scene, once so so in this point, once you see he Goofy tries to get Max to do it, Max is saying, No, they go through the father son, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. He right. hands him the generational fishing rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Max is like, We're going fishing. Yeah. Really? And then he throws on this um life preserver. Life preserver and blows him up. <laughs> and then he forces him into the car and buckles him in. Right. And they take off. Mm-hmm. And 
On their way off, he's like, goodbye, dreams. Goodbye, yeah. this. Goodbye, Roxanne. Then he forces his dad to, to then pull over to Roxanne's. Pull over to Roxanne's house. And this is kind of funny because you have the, <laughs> dad, who doesn't talk, just growls. And you know that she has her dad under her thumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A big, scary dog that looks nothing like her. He's like a pit bull. Yeah. I love but he's huge. It's like, there you go. Back inside, Daddy. And she pats his butt. And, he goes in. <laughs> and you see plumbers crack on the way in. I'm like, this is awful. These what's funny is you see these. And as kids, you were like, this is a great movie. Now you're like, there's so much. It's so inappropriate. But it's funny. Yeah. Like the baby's bottom. Right. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't graphic or in detail, and a baby's butt is not anything. I mean, they have diaper commercials like that. True. So it's like, eh, whatever. Pe- if people are offended by a baby's bottom. There's a problem. There's a problem. Well, they point. are now offended by Peter Pan's being canceled. Peter Pan. Disney's Peter, Disney Plus removed Peter Pan off of it because of the native, uh, because of the, oh. why do the Redskins say how? Oh, yeah. What makes, yeah. Why do they ask you how? I understand. <laughs> Um, so then he tells her that he can't go to the party and he makes up this whole reason as to why, cause his dad's actually bringing him clear across the country to LA to the Powerline <laughs> concert. Yeah. Cause he, just, he and his dad go way back. <laughs> cause the, his dad actually knows Powerline. Obviously not a single bit of this is, is true. No. Goofy is true thinks, is they are going on a trip. That is the only. Right. Goofy is truth. thinking they're going to Lake Destiny. Max is under the impression that they're going to L.A. Well, he's not, he's not. He's just lying to her at this point. He doesn't even have a plan. He's just he's just lying to get through this next uncomfortable situation that he's in. Right. And that's the thing about this is he does not think ahead enough. Like, no, because he's, he's still, what, 15? Yeah, but he's just he's just lying and not thinking about the consequences of his lying and not thinking how, you know, his lying is going to affect his um, his reputation, you know, how she looks at his character. So he's just kind of rolling with his own initial, like, fight-or-flight response, you know, to, to every emotional thing that's popping up to him right now. So he's like, she's going to be mad. Uh, I'll make up a lie. And then, then obviously, afterwards, he's like, now what am I going to do? Now right. she thinks I'm going to the Powerline concert. Whatever. He's like, I'm in deep sludge. Yeah. And they start taking off. And then this is where you start to see. So they're in the car. They're driving back and forth. He's playing heavy metal music. And Goofy wants to play his polka. Oh! hopes yeah high hopes high hopes he's got high apple pie in the sky hopes and then well first he wants to play games he wants to play 20 questions and ends up being walt disney after well they, one they broke the stereo Right, because they were arguing over it, pushing, and they, they both pressed it. And it just it just blew up. Well, it was an eight track. It was an eight track. <laughs> it wasn't even a tape. It was an eight track. Oops, there goes another. Oops, there goes. <laughs> it's just these these images, these sounds that just it brings up so many memories. It's so funny. And um, then also, so now it stops. So they're trying to play games. That's that's not working. You see Max daydreaming about Roxanne. Still not working. All of a sudden. The Disney cliche of everything around them becomes music. Yeah, so it's he Bjork. Hear, what? Very Bjork of them. Yes. So <laughs> everything is musical. <laughs> so first you hear the the clanging of his keys. Mm-hmm. Then you hear the <laughs> of the exhaust. Uh, We're going into a chitty chitty bang bang. Then yeah. you get the pans on top making sounds, and all of a sudden Goofy starts whistling. Yep. And then on the open road is the song. 
where we're on the open road. <laughs> Everybody on the road who is driving happens to be a part of this whole <laughs> Just thing. Just a flash mob, yes. <laughs> you have people, you have guys coming out of coffins. You have, <laughs> you have nuns. Construction workers. You have construction and like... workers. You have someone who's in prison who... <laughs> Goofy looks over and sees his Max. He the sees next Max time I see the open road. <laughs> and then so he peels off. You see country singers. Uh, <laughs> you have this really gigantic woman and this itty bitty guy in a little car. Yep. Which doesn't make sense. And then you see Donald and Mickey. Oh, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Road. You're right. That's when you see him. That's it's the only it's like the cameo of Donald and Mickey. Wasn't there like an angry like road rage old lady, too? Yeah, yeah. With her dogs. With her, with her cat? Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> with a crazy cat lady. <laughs> and it ends in perfect sync where everybody is in line together. There's people dancing on top of cars. Yeah. Obviously, none of this would happen. Oh, no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a, pure this Disney. is a cartoon. Right. <laughs> this is an animated film. Right. And it, he actually, at one point in time, they, the song ends, they drive off, they go through this low bridge, and it knocks the pans off of the top of the car. Yep. To signify the end of the song. Right. <laughs> and then you see, it pans over, you see Goofy driving with a map covering the entire windshield. <laughs> Not looking. They almost hit a truck. They do, they miss that. And then they drive through what seems to be a work construction zone, and they drive through this big metal <laughs> antenna thing, which is pretty funny. And Goofy is bringing Max to one of his childhood favorite <laughs> your, places. Your favorite to go. place. This place is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chester's is it Chester? It's Chester Lester's, Lester's Possum Park. Lester's Possum Park. <laughs> I. It's the most redneck white trash place you'll ever go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's basically just like the the main show is just this animatronic like really bad Chuck E. Cheese style. They're breaking, there's sparks well, everywhere. Well, as they're singing, like at one point they start like <laughs> they, they start, start glitching. And the and guy, the, and the, guy who, the guy who runs it just kind of smacks it like <laughs> I do this every day. Just like, you know, Fonzie hits it and it comes right on, but he does it so just like uh you know, done this just a, a day in times. life. <laughs> right. And Max is walking in with Goofy and he's like, what is it? And so Goofy leaves him there and he's like, I'm going to go find us a seat. He finds a seat front and center. Yeah. And all you see is the people around him are your average redneck people with no teeth, people yep. with and like they, and three they, teeth. They love it and they love it. They're having the best old time. Like it's everybody is. Thing. Everybody is getting involved. It looked like a Sunday service. Yes. Like, with like Max just sitting there goofy. Sunday service. But, but the best part, and I know it's your least favorite part, is there's this little girl with these big glasses, big teeth, and like and these she's uh, like, like, pigtails. La, la, la. And she's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not just like singing, but like like it's like she's purposely trying to drive him insane. Right. Going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like right in his face. <laughs> And it reminds me, no offense to my daughter, I love my daughter, but when my wife and I are trying to talk, oh. she, she purposely, she'll say things and she'll like, you know, just, she's doing by herself, like singing a song or saying something and she'll get louder oh, it's because she's trying to interrupt us on purpose. It's the and I'm Stewie. Like, mom, 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 mommy, yeah. mommy, mommy, what? ma, yeah. ma. So, but it's like, she does it and I'm like, why are you doing that? I'm like, do you not like it when we talk? Are you trying to, 
have have it so your mother and I can't have a healthy conversation. <laughs> right. So anyway, do you have to be the center? Yep. Yep. Uh, so then it, they all start leaving the show because it was like the main attraction. Yep. And Goofy goes and gets possum hats for these guys, him and Max. And this is one of my favorite parts because this guy dressed up like Chuck E. Cheese, but he's in a possum yeah, it's, suit. It's Lester. He comes up and he's like, um, he, what does he say? I have it written down here. Um, he's like, why are you so sad? <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's like, he says something and Max slaps him in the face <laughs> and his head spins around completely backwards. <laughs> beat a doofus <laughs> well, um, my notes are all hold on you're so sad <laughs> I know you need a big hug from Lester that's when he smacks him right in the face <laughs> oh that's what it is Max is walking out and he's like my life is a living yeah. and all of a sudden hello Lester, hello <laughs> Buddy. I'm like, what a great way to put that in there. <laughs> I forgot. That is really funny. Like, I saw that. I'm like, how do we, the things they put in so that adults can enjoy the show while watching it with their kids? And then you see Goofy all twisted up on this. Oh, yeah. Thing, taking a picture with, with, the, with, with the, the two other possums. And Max is just embarrassed. And then the thing falls and a possum goes down Max's shirt and he starts doing some weird polka dance. And Goofy gets involved and everybody is making fun of, look, it's Dork and Dork Jr. Because, you know, everybody there is cool. The mm -hmm. cool, every single person in this place is cool. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Oh, yeah. They all, or at least they thought they were cool. Of course. <laughs> And then they, they stop. Max goes to the car. Can't get in the car. Um, another It starts pouring out, you know, that gloom and doom. It starts raining out. A car drives by, soaks him. Goofy unlocks each door with the key because he does not have remote unlock like we do today. You can't just push a button and lock the car. He has to physically unlock each door, which I thought was pretty humorous. Max gets in. Physically, again, hand rolls down the window. And throws his possum hat out the window. And the rest of their journey begins. And this is where it becomes, in my opinion, some of the funniest stuff in the movie. Yep. What are you doing? Everything. Everything. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's playing, he's working, he's being dad, he's being a friend all at the same time. Look at me. Look at me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lee tooting his own <laughs> horn. Um, so they end up going out into the wild because the wild is on their road trip. There's no roads around. They have driven off the road. They are in the wild. And they're basically setting up a tent. Goofy is setting up the tent to camp out. Max is out sulking in a river looking at the water and he sees Roxanne's in the face because you know how you were when you're 15 years old and your first crush, all you think about is that one person. And then it happens. Goofy is under, he's inside his tent rolling out the sleeping bag mm -hmm. and this giant RV just drives right over him. <laughs> like, 
completely. And then, but the best part is as it comes in, all of a sudden, circular saw blades come out and cut the trees out of the way. So it's like, who is this guy? It's like the leveler from Ferngully comes through. And it just like takes everything out. And you're like, what? And then it unfolds, flaps out. There's like a pool. There's a this, there's a that. Basketball court, bowling alley. Basketball court and the basketball just comes off. Like it's all packed and ready to go. And then the rear part just drops down. And you see Pete coming down. And then Goofy has no idea what's going on sits up and bangs his head against the bottom of the the ramp of the ramp and it's like he's like goofy and then Max comes in and he goes now that's camping and he goes in and PJ is inside doing all the work Matt Pete Pete is actually enjoying vacation while PJ is vacuuming the inside cleaning the inside cleaning the fish tank because there's a giant fish tank inside um but at the same time, he's jamming to power line. Yep. And Max comes walking in. They high five. They say hi to each other because they're obviously their best friends. Um, and then it pans to them on top of the RV with Pete bowling in <laughs> the bowling alley that magically appears on top of the RV. And Goofy is trying to get parenting advice. <laughs> From Pete. from Pete, which is just like you gotta uh, keep him under your thumb, goof. Under your thumb, goof. So he bowls, he hits nine pins. And <laughs> Goofy's like, oh, so PJ! he's like, PJ comes up and PJ <laughs> kicks the pin over and he starts Woo-hoo, dancing as if he got a strike. <laughs> yeah. And then Goofy's like, we gotta go fishing. And Max doesn't want to go fishing, so then Goof is like, we're put him under your thumb. So he says. Mr. Maximilian. Maximilian. We're going. Now get your gear. We're going fishing. And this. And I mean now. Is where. You've never seen Goofy act like that. And you're like, whoa, okay. Right. And Max is like, okay, geez, whatever. Fine. This is where. If you ever, if you listen to our podcast with The Chosen, you talk about the perfect cast. <laughs> this is where we get it from. Yes. So I did the, I took the liberty of going in and it actually took me a while to find out the actual words of the perfect cast. Because if you Google 10 o'clock. the cool. actual perfect cast, there are T-shirts. There's pictures of him actually doing the moves. Mm-hmm. There's a breakdown of the dance at the end of the movie. I went through I went through site after site after site to find the quote mm. for the perfect cast. And this is what the perfect cast is. Because he teaches him. Mm-hmm. He goes... The perfect cast. Goofy says, my dad taught me, taught me when I was your age, and now I pass on to you. Watch carefully now. You got to stay loose. And he like, stay loose. he like bends like <laughs> completely in half backwards. <laughs> he goes, you got to stay loose, relaxed, keep your feet o'clock, keep your feet apart. Now, when he has the fish on, he goes, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, quarter to 3. I, something in French, tour, G, twist. <laughs> Pot of dew, I'm a little teapot, then the wind up and let her fly. <laughs> and let her fly. The perfect cast. And he goes, the perfect cast. Now, in the process of all this, the perfect cast <laughs> catches a steak, a steak off of <laughs> Pete's grill. <laughs> and he casts it and it lands at the feet of, of Bigfoot. Bigfoot. The big feet. <laughs> and Bigfoot catches it and... He's real and he's reeling it in and he's like, Wow, this is a big one. It must be three pounds. <laughs> Who does three pounds feel like to goof? 
<laughs> and he goes, Max, get the camera. We're going to get a picture. We got to film this one. And he's filming it as he's reeling it in. I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand how he does it at the same time. Yeah, well. But he does it. Yep. And you see in the camera lens, you see Bigfoot. Because you first you see yeah. Bigfoot skipping through the water. Because <laughs> he's, he's being reeled in. <laughs> and then you see him being... Because his 15-pound line, fishing pole, fishing right. line, could, you know, <laughs> hold Bigfoot. <laughs> and you see him being drawn up in the lens of the camera. Yeah. And Max is freaking out. And he's like, uh, Dad, it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. And he goes, uh, Mr. Foot, could you step back a bit? You're out of focus. <laughs> Until Bigfoot just, <gasps> and then they realize, okay, they get take out of here. <laughs> and then Pete's like, and then the steak actually falls back on Pete's grill. <laughs> Um, and Pete realizes what's going on, and then his RV just <laughs> they take off, and now it's just Max and Goofy stuck in the wild with Bigfoot, and some of the funniest, craziest stuff in the movie, for my part, I, I loved happen happen in this part. You get disco dancing, yep, to staying alive, <laughs> and not by Goofy or Max, no, by Bigfoot. by Bigfoot, by Bigfoot, <laughs> yep. Um, he falls asleep on top of their car. Yep. A uh, thing of he goes through all their luggage, <laughs> and a thing of soup falls on their car. Probably the most excitement in the movie, aside right. from the waterfall, is trying to get the soup from outside to inside the car because <laughs> right. they didn't roll the window down <laughs> enough, quite far enough. <laughs> uh, it takes Max actually trying to maneuver Goofy's hand to bring it back right. in. Right. Now this is the interesting part. How do you cook soup in a car? Well, um, the way that you can is you take the cigarette lighter <laughs> and you balance it on its butt and then you balance the can on top of it and that will produce enough heat to fully heat up your can of vegetable soup of, of alphabet soup <laughs> it, it's science i mean some of the things, and as kids, we buy this. We go, oh, that's a good idea. A good idea. <laughs> we don't really think cigarette lighters. Today's cars don't have. Cigarette they don't have them anymore. They don't have them anymore. No. Um, but it's, it's weird, just, right? Like I remember most of my cars having them, and then suddenly I'm like, wait. Well, they still have the adapter. <laughs> it's just a plug now. They got rid of the cigarette because you could you could use it for both. Right. Um, now cars don't have it. So then he teaches his, he teaches Goofy teaches Max about high dad soup, and about how they would write reminds him. Yeah, of high dad I mean soup. you've done that when you were a kid. No, you didn't do that like with alphabet cereal or alphabet soup, where I, you actually would you would try to find words in your cereal or your soup. You never did that. I don't think I had those soups. I, I had spaghettios. All it said was ooh. <laughs> Can you spell? Can you spell a word? Ooh, Ooh. shorten it. Oh, <laughs> um, and they would go. They would go back and forth on the kind of words that they would spell. And Goofy was like, "Hi, Dad. I love you." And Max is like, "I pledge of allegiance," or some other. I pledge allegiance. <laughs> some other crazy yeah. words. And then this is where they all start falling asleep, and Bigfoot falls asleep on. No, they get bored. First, Bigfoot is doing a puppet show with socks. <laughs> and then he's going through the stuff, and the head Max's headphones fall on Goofy on, on Bigfoot's head perfectly. And it's the Bee Gees, 
singing Staying Alive. <laughs> so you see him doing the Staying Alive well, dance. No, no. The best part is how he slowly gets into it. And he just, and he just like, he winces in like a, like a creepy smile. And his shoulders kind of go up and start and one doing it. Time. And then the finger starts the, the, going up. And the finger starts like just pointing his little <laughs> finger. And, and then and then you like, see that? And you're like, that's weird. Then it cuts back to Max and Goofy. And then you just see in the background him full on John travolta <laughs> through through the woods to staying alive. <laughs> ha! <laughs> it was yes, it was pretty great. Um, and again, what makes this what makes this movie so good is it takes a lot of the elements of live action comedy movies and puts it into an animated movie. So right. it, this is what this is this is the um, the definition or a great example of a family movie. It's a it's a movie that kids laugh at because it's a com- it's a comedic thing. There's a lot of goofy stuff going on. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. Right. And but. It's got these really funny things that that trigger um, the adults to laugh because it's from their style of humor as well. I always one of my favorite bits has always been something's happening in the background that nobody sees. So some of the best ones, um, as goofy as it was, Austin and Minnie me fighting in Goldmember in the background while someone's talking to Fred Savage or whatever. And that's like a serious conversation happening. You see something crazy happening in the back. Right. Um, there's that one. There's the um, there's the what you do scene from um, from Tommy Boy when David Spade goes in. And the, the best part about this is there's something hilarious going on outside as well as something really funny going on inside. So David Spade has his regular sarcastic attitude yeah. with the guy at the gas station. And he's like, hey, I can't find such and such on this map. He's like, get yourself a new map. And he's like... Yeah, well, no, no, like, it should be here. Like, I- I'm looking at this map, and it's right here. It's like, this map is fine. I shouldn't have a problem with it. And he's just like, how far is this? And he goes, 22 mile. And he's just like, okay, well, I'm not seeing it here in the map. Like I say, get yourself a new map. And he goes, okay, well, so you're saying it's 22 mile, and you're really smart. He's like, I'm picking up your sarcasm. So, like, all of this <laughs> stuff is going on, and this it's a f- great conversation. I love it, but in the background... Tommy just broke the car door off and he's trying to find a way to put it on and he's frantic jumping around like a maniac very Chris Farley-esque very as Chris him Farley-esque, and, yeah. and it's happening in the background but this is probably my favorite um, favorite anything like that where you have two very funny things happening at the exact same time and you're like what's funnier right now like when I think the first time everybody pays attention to Chris Farley because he's animated he's funny he's jumping around but then like the next few times you watch it you start picking up the David Spade conversation and it's hilarious because he's just like being a jerk, and the guy's like, a lot of those... "So if you look, you're in this town. This is the town you're ta- you're talking about. So that would be 22 miles away. Get yourself a new map." <laughs> oh, well, that wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a lot great. of the old comedies used to do that. Like even like, like even one that we talk about all the time is like Dumb and Dumber. Right, right. You know, when you have the pretty bird. When you finally see the last part, there there's people. I just thought he was real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a scene where they're actually trying to talk to someone there, and you see him off in the background, kind of like by himself. Oh yeah, the bird. later on, yeah. And you're like, but it's a background scene, and you're not putting two and two together until right, you right. look in the back, going, "Oh, he's sitting there petting a bird <laughs> wrapped in duct tape, like not just a little bit of duct tape." No, no, that was Scotch tape. That's why it was even funnier. It was just a bunch of scotch tape. Was it? I thought it, it was. St- no, I thought it was. It was just the color of the bird and the reflection. Okay, yeah, because he's yeah. like, I mean, it's like a good half an inch to an inch thick. <laughs> <laughs> he took care of it. <laughs> just... <laughs> I just.
just thought he was real quiet. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that that scene is is ve- like the most memorable scene for me is the entire Bigfoot scene. Um, like, it's one of my favorite. It's and it's it sticks out because the the whole finger thing. My cousins, I would just sit there and do it all the time. I've got videos of my cousins doing it, you know, and it's just it's dumb, but it's funny. It's hilarious. That's what that's what this whole movie. That's what Disney does a really good job of. Even if you watch some of the older Disney's. Um, did Disney, did Disney do Shrek? No, DreamWorks. DreamWorks is Shrek. Hey, but they're good at it too. They Where, they went. They really pushed the envelope, though. Though that those movies wouldn't have been able to come out today. Probably not. No, they wouldn't. If they get barred, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll get there. Hopefully not. But they they put enough, you know, adult humor and satire in with the kid stuff mm-hmm. that the adults would sit there, and that's fine. I I would sit there and be like, okay. I would remember back remember laughing because my parents are laughing, not really knowing why they're laughing or why I'm laughing. Right. Just they're laughing. Well, that's how I was with Blazing Saddles, but he's a five-year-old kid watching Blazing Saddles, not understanding 90% of the jokes. You were introduced to Blazing Saddles at five? <laughs> I was a troubled kid. <laughs> so um, Younger, actually, for, but okay. Before we go too much into this... Um, it cuts over to now he's at they're in a diner. Yep. Um, they're making they're getting breakfast and Goofy dubs Max the, the Well bear sorry of the first. Map. They fall asleep, the map opens up. Oh right, right, right. Max then the hotel. now yeah. changes the The course. The course yeah. to LA to go see the Powerline concert. Yeah, he switches the route going from Lake Destiny right over to LA and he he didn't want to do it, but he did do it. And then He felt bad. He felt bad. And then, and then yeah. his dad in the, in the diner has the map, and he thinks he's going to get caught. And mm-hmm. his dad says, "I'm making you the navigator, the the head which wayer of this here navigation, this here road trip." Right. And everybody claps. Everybody and, claps. Yeah. <clears throat> Whoop de doo. Yeah, but then at that point, Max feels bad. Like now he's really he's feeling guilty about it, but he's like, "Okay, um, I'm going to take full advantage of this at the same time too." Yeah. So they so go to every. He says, "You can choose any stop you want." And they do know. jet skiing. They do. Uh, they go into. They go. They go cave. They go into they, caves. The caves. Yeah. They do monster truck shows. And they do everything. But he realizes at that point that his dad wasn't digging it when he went to the monster truck show. It was too loud for him. So he brought him to like the big ball of yarn or something like that. Um, was it the, was it yarn or whatever? Something it was. like that. It was yeah. something something goofy that that he knew his dad would like. And it's showing like he clearly cares about his dad. You know, right. he's recognizing that. He's just like, okay, I'm, I'm taking advantage of it. I'm I'm doing something very wrong here. And I'm, I'm still thinking, like, how does he think he's going to pull this off? Like, sneaking past his dad, the fact that they just went to L.A. And I want to know, at some point in time, before the scene where they have to make this, he has to go one way or the other, it, 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 there's nothing along the way that got Goofy saying we're going the wrong way yet. Yeah, Up well, until he, that one scene. Right. Well, but well, what happened was that they had the conversation. He bumped into Pete again at, at the, the hot tub in, in, the, the, in mermaid, the motel. The mermaid motel. Right. And they're hanging out there and everything. And basically, he's just like, yeah, well, I heard this because he basically Max told Pete. Pete overheard. He told Goofy what was going on. He's like, yeah, check your map. And he goes, I don't need to check my map. I trust my son. He happens to go in the car because he's curious, but then he decides not to even bother looking. But when he goes to, when he hits the steering wheel, the door pops open and he looks and he sees it anyway. Right. And he's like, okay, so from that point, we see Goofy in in a a light we've never seen him before. 
He's just he comes in. He's totally depressed. Goes right to bed. He's like, "Hey, Dad." And nothing. Just goes right to bed. And he's like, "Okay, see ya." And he wakes up in the same look that he went to bed with. Right. So he didn't even. Sleep. Well, he's right back in the car driving right. at this point. R- really cool transition. I like how they did it. You know, it they, shows him laying down, and then they just kind of faded it and twisted right. the camera around. And um, very at that point, very live action scene esque with again that that right. cartoon mm-hmm. with it being a cartoon. Right. Um, then. He goes, okay, which way, Max? Left or right? Left or right? Which way? And then Max is like, well, Well, first Max is trying to, like, he knows something's up. He probably suspects that, that yeah, Goofy so knows what's going on. Let's play 20 so he's questions. He's like, let's play again. 20 questions. Uh, let me guess. Are you Donald Duck? Right. Are you, are you... So they, they, they have effectively switched roles from the beginning of the movie. Right. But Max is just like, he's afraid at this point because he's never seen his father like this. And he's like, uh, let's do this. Let's sing a song. Let's, uh, okay. And he's like, nothing. And then, okay, so then which way do we go? Which way do we go? And basically he screams out the way that he wanted to go anyway. To L.A. And I'm wondering, like, how would Goofy have responded if he did say right instead of left? How would Goofy have responded to that? Now, and now, and on top, like, I was thinking about that, and I was also thinking, what if Max just said, Dad, can we please just pop over here? Can we please just go this way? We're taking a road trip anyway. Can we go this way? Right. And I really want to go to this concert. I want to hang out with you still. Can we do this instead of doing this? Right. If he just did that. But again, you know, it's those, it's those movies where you sit there and go, come on, just do this instead. But right. hey, whatever. It wouldn't have had this hilarity and they wouldn't have had their adventure. So sure enough, he yells left. Goofy is now like not just like quiet. He's like upset. Angry eyes, just like and whatever. Pulls the car over. Yeah. At this point, he just he just yanks the car over. Pulls the e-brake, gets out. Yep. Max gets out. They start talking. He does not pull the e-brake. Not yet. <laughs> no, uh, he does not. <laughs> right. We know this for a fact. Right. So then Max um, gets out. He's talking to his dad. He's like, you think I'm stupid or something? Yeah. And then they start talking, and all of a sudden the car starts rolling. Like, dad, the car. What? Now you want to drive too? It's like, no, the car. The car's rolling down the hill. They're on. They're like at the Grand Canyon or something, right? And it's it's going it's moving. It's gone. So How the, they catch up to it on a skateboard, I don't know. <laughs> How they get into the car makes no sense. Well, we know they're good skateboarders. We've seen the second movie. True. Yeah. Well. Goofy's door is locked. Max's door is not. Goofy blames Max for locking his door. Max <laughs> reaches in, trying to get the e-brake. Then the e-brake snaps off. Yep. Gone. Gone. Um, so then all of a sudden they get into the car. They're not in the car fully. And the car drives off the cliff and into a big river. River. And then they float down there. They yeah. argue with each, with each other for a little bit. But then it just kind of comes down to let's just... You know, what are we doing? And then they start, they make up and they sing, you know, nobody else but you. Right. Right. Um, which, you know, great song, but, you know, it just shows, you know, because the, the, the montage of, I think they do is their trip across the country. This was their trip, you know, to connect again. Mm-hmm. And they start talking and then Max lets everything out, tells his dad what's going on. His dad now, Goofy now, wants to get Max to the concert. And then everything seems good until Max screams out, Waterfall. Yep. And there's a waterfall. And they start freaking out, freaking out. They're trying to paddle the car away from the waterfall because hand paddling a two-ton vehicle away from a waterfall is possible. And the car goes over the waterfall and... Max has the fishing rod. And 
He perfect cast it. He perfect cast the fishing rod because Goofy is tumbling down. Yep. And he perfect casts. And this fishing line's got to be tight because <laughs> he catches Goofy. Pulls him up, and you don't know if he gets him. And as he comes up, it's it's a great little scene where he comes out of the mist, and Goofy just goes, oh, the perfect, perfect cast. cast. <laughs> and, I mean, Max is on this, like, um, parachute thing, <laughs> a, like a blanket, like parachute <laughs> So he he, can't, he he figures them out, and then it cuts over to the Powerline concert. We're coming to the end. The Powerline concert, they're trying to figure a way out to get Max on stage. They're going to all the rooms. They yeah, get, so they sneak in there. They, they put themselves in, like, guitar, guitar cases, cases drum and drum case. cases, and they sneak in that way. And then they, they pop in. There's, there's, like, this woman thing, dog thing, dressing. And you see Goofy with his, like... <laughs> His original his Goofy. bashful. Right. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these two, I don't know, dancers, which I guess in the show would be good looking. Oh, yeah. Go yeah, on, and Max is like, hey, hey. You see him, like, turn his head down and looking at them. I'm like, yeah. I didn't catch that when I was a kid. Yeah. He's yeah, definitely. It's a little, yeah. He's, he's Googling them. Oogling. Oogling. No, he's not Googling them. Google, what is that? <laughs> You know what? I'm not um, used to have this Google back the day. <laughs> so yeah, so they go up there and basically they they I mean they're sneaking through and the whole thing is like he needs to get up there so he can be seen that he's there at the concert. And That's Goofy somehow gets trapped in this globe, <laughs> and then he's looking for Max in this globe. Max raised up and power lines on stage dancing already, and this electricity explodes the globe and Goofy Out is Out comes there. Goofy. And Max is actually up on the... The rafters Because he's running away from a security guard. From a security guard them. who... Goofy's just in and Max is like, Dad, the perfect cast! So he does it and it's a perfect dance routine to go right next to... Powerline. Next to Powerline and it works who out. instantaneously learns the Picks song. Picks it up and says, yeah, okay. Along with the dancers and they're all doing it. And they're it. singing uh, Eye to Eye, which is the other big Powerline song right. that everybody seems to do. I actually, I just saw the Wells, um, not the Wells, the O'Leary girls Yeah, were just up there. I say Wells for all of them. <laughs> no offense. But the O'Leary girls were all singing or dancing and singing this song in the basement because they have like karaoke nights all the time. Yeah. I don't know. These videos keep popping up. And um, I saw that. I'm like, oh man, I'd love to do the other one. Like stand out. I would love to do Stand Out. That'd be a fun one. That'd be a great karaoke song. I would totally do it. Um, anyway. So they do that, and then Max swings the security guard, excuse me, into one of the big screens. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, just like sparks and like Michael fireworks. Bay sparks come out everywhere. Well, not that much. It was more like sparkles, but okay. <laughs> it, it, it was like watching Batman Return. I mean, Batman Forever, where, you know, you <laughs> go through a wooden wall and it explodes. Yeah. And Max does this knee slide across stage, perfectly centering himself with everybody else. And they all stop and look at him like, what is he doing here? Like, they're not confused about Goofy because he came up and danced. So Max does his own dance that he just made up. Right. And that's Max being himself yep. up on stage, falling into it and saying, I'm here. I just got to roll with it. And so they all, Goofy, everybody figures it out. The interesting part is Bobby is supposed to be one of Max's best friends. Yeah. While this is all happening, it's cutting back to Stacy's party at the house. Right. And Bobby goes, that goof kid isn't on here. Like. Yeah, I was a little surprised that he said that. Yeah. Why? You would be like, hey, where's Max? Not that goof kid. Yeah. You know, like he, he doesn't know who it is. Right. That was that was definitely the one thing that was like, oh, that's not a character. 
Right. But hey, I've done that. I told you about that time I was in the, I was in that show, Guys and Dolls, and the the director quit because the the leading role that I turned down, they gave it to this other guy who started dating the director's ex girlfriend. They're now married and have kids. But um, he quit, so whoever took over as director gave my character that I ended up taking later on, a smaller role, a bunch of lines of a good guy. So I was like a jerk, and then two seconds later, I'm just like, good job, buddy. Like, it made no sense. <laughs> like, my character was totally bipolar the whole time. Like, hey, don't make me pull up my gun. Yeah, I love you. Like, <laughs> it was weird. That, but, was, hey, it that was the only part I really questioned with the whole thing. Well, not the only part, because then they do the dance. You see Stacy and Roxanne doing their dance because they now know how to dance. Um, and then all that ends. And then yep. you see it pan over to Roxanne's house. Yep. And not they pan have, over, but, you know. Well, they cut cuts over to, theirs, <laughs> to, their, to the house. And Goofy and Max are driving up in their car. <laughs> Where did it come from? Where did it come from? <laughs> it went down a giant waterfall. It's gone. Well, considering he was parachuting from his butt somehow to get, to perfect cast his dad back, anything could happen here. At, I mean, he could probably look at the Great Wall of China and rebuild it with his eyes at this point. He's not Superman. Yeah, well, even Superman can't do that, okay? It doesn't make sense. He did it, though. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. He didn't do it. That is called special effects, well, okay? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> so then he goes over and tells Roxanne everything, and she's like, well, I've liked you since the first time I heard you laugh, mm -hmm. which is the day he trips. Well, let's not even get, get past the fact later. that he shows up there, like, wants to go talk to her, and he looks up, and there's Daddy again. Right. Daddy was there at the door, and he's like, oh, great, but Daddy's now in a towel, <laughs> soap, <laughs> like a rubber ducky or, a, like, a scrub brush or something, <laughs> a shower cap. She's like, Daddy. <laughs> So then he talks with her, and she's like, I've liked you since the first time I heard you laugh, which was literally a week ago. Not even, yeah. No, because it was a week oh, yeah. ago. It was the last, because the Powerline concert was a week after yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the day that he does his first performance, she starts liking him, and she's liked him ever since then. And then she, she, she asks him back out. He's like, yes, tonight, but I can't. So I, I, I have to play with my dad. And then you see his dad... And he's kicking <laughs> on the bumper to his car because it's making falling sure it's, off. Yeah, making sure it's okay. <laughs> and then the car blows up. But he, he smiles like, oh, this car. <laughs> and then just kaboom. <laughs> like he's and gone. He, he crashes through the roof. Right. And he goes, Roxanne, dad. Dad, Roxanne. He's like, enchante, mademoiselle. And he kisses her hand. And then it. And then that's the movie. That's the movie. So. All in all, like I said, I think the, the good thing about this movie is it's a coming of age and one very important, valuable thing or two important things is one, respect your elders. Yes. And two, just be yourself. You know, God made you a certain way for a certain reason. And there's too many of us who try to pretend to be something that we're not. Right. And I mean, I'll admit, I mean, even in the past five years, I've found myself in those positions where I'm just like, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to, you yeah, know, or whatever. Stop trying to be mealy. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> You're wearing all my clothes. <laughs> no, these pants are mine, and this shirt is mine. Oh, that's a first. The socks? Okay, <laughs> if you go any further than that. <laughs> so, um, no, but I think that's a real valid point. Is um, And, and it's, it's a good message to put out there. Although certain things can be questionable in movies, if they have a, if they have a solid main moral, you know, 
they should have something that's going to be like good triumphing over evil or, um, you know, just be yourself and, and don't lie about it. Right. Um, and this or, wasn't this wasn't really even good overcoming evil. This was no. just, you know, principles that we learn as we're growing up. Right. And this did a really good this did a really good job of showing, you know, going from, you know, those living through those adolescent years mm-hmm. in a week um, and really understanding that, okay, one, we all can't stand our parents when we're teenagers. I mean, my oldest now, she's like, like I bring her to school. Like, do well, you, How old is she now? She's 13. She is 13, okay. And wow. I'm like, so I bring her to school. And I'm like, do, you, do you enjoy talking in the morning? She's like, not really. Hmm. And then she gets home and she goes into her room. And I'm like, nice knowing you. Uh, you, but, you say that, but from what I've seen when I'm around, she's, she's very sociable with you compared to a lot of other... Uh, but at home at that age right yeah. but at home yeah. she lives she loves she lives in her room yeah but we all did as teenagers in our room or our friend's room I was or... in my house in somebody else's house <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I avoided my house as much as I could and I'm like okay you know what it is she's going through that but at the same time it just it showed you know what Disney used to do a good job at was really showing that family connection yeah but also, like everything Disney, where is the other parent? They were, and it's, this is my issue with a lot of Disney. I mean, they, they they used it as a way to show people how to kind of, or, you know, you can cope with the loss of a parent somehow. They didn't even bring it up at all in this, really. Like anything about like, you know, well, they said something about mom be not being around like quickly, but no explanation as to why yeah, or well, what happened. Everybody only had a dad in the show. Roxanne, Pete. Right. What's up with that? PJ, Max. So it, so the, my issue with it, I mean, although it's got this good moral, this good story, this good message they're trying to put out there, they're not showing it's, – it's really hard to find things, you know, from Disney that show a good, healthy family life. It's always both parents are gone or one parent right. is gone. And that is one thing that I think – I mean, they just keep on doing. And it's hard for us, especially because well, they- we've grown up in the age of Disney – Disney movies everywhere. I mean, Aladdin's a very similar story to this, pretending to be something you're not, you know, the whole time. And in the end, I li- I liked you when you were just a boy in the marketplace. Right. But the thing is, it's hard for us to know what a healthy family looks like if we don't have one ourselves and we don't see it on the movies that we fill our- ourselves with right. all the time. So well, for back me... Back in the 80s, he did a good yeah. job. Like, like Full House, which ends up being Disney. They actually explained... Full House, which had no mother... But they explained why. They, and they explained coping. and Yeah, they explained why. But the thing is still, there was some type of, you weren't seeing a healthy family. Well, they showed you, okay, so that was, I would look at this as a healthy family because he actually had family come and live with them. Right. And do that. But, but not in the traditional, here's a mother, here's a father. Right. Right. Well, they did other shows like, I know you weren't a big fan of, like Boy Meets World, where they actually had. I was. <laughs> I was what? A huge fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they actually showed. Kind of a parallel between, you know, a boy who had both parents to a, his best friend who only had one parent who was never there, or had both parents that were separated. Full House showed you what it was like to deal with parents or a family where one parent happened to pass away. Then you had Step by Step, mm-hmm. which that was just that was just modern day Brady Bunch. Um, so. But yeah, to your point, it just showed a really good job of, you know, that. But I think every movie still, you can't hit every point in every single movie. Right. Would it be nice to have, like, 
did Goofy ever really have a love interest aside from the librarian in the next movie? Not that we saw. Ever. Well, there was the cow. Yeah. The cow. It'd go way back. There was always a cow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She had horns. <laughs> anyway. No, all in all, um, I think I think it's a great movie. It's, it's It was fun to go back and revisit it after so many years having not seen it. And it, it popped up on Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh, good. Because the only one I ever saw on, like, Netflix was Extremely Goofy Movie. The, the sequel, I'm like, I want to watch the first one. Right. And I probably have it, I'm pretty sure I have it on VHS in a box, probably right around the corner here. But I just, to bring myself to take it out. And actually and watch then, a VHS. Well, I've got a VHS player right there. You know, I got a, Actually, I got a few of them, but, yeah, I had to rewind it. <laughs> but anyway, no, I think it was it was great to revisit. It's a good movie overall. Um I enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it. They laughed about it. They were talking about it for a couple of weeks after. So, yeah, I'm glad you chose it. I'm glad we talked about it. It's definitely not in our normal wheelhouse for um, right. what we discuss for black and white. But you know what? Whatever. I had you know fun. What? It's the perfect cast. It's the perfect cast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna invite you guys to, uh, to continue to join us uh, for our conversations. Um, anybody who's listening and has some ideas, some things, even stuff that's nostalgic you want us to talk about, you know, throw throw some ideas our way. You can always pull it up. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash or whatever it is. <laughs> Long past due. <laughs> Sorry, that's my band. Um, plug. Uh, Long past due. Um, no, Black and White Productions uh, 2019 is when we set it all up. So that's what you can find us there. Um, just the, usually the B&H or B&H, B&W logo. I'm off already today. Um, I it's gotta, 12 I actually, o'clock. I actually, it's not but I have to run. I, I'm going to be late. My wife's picking me up. We're, we have to go somewhere. But um, anyway, um, we we definitely want to hear from you guys and we want to, we want to ask, I mean, please share this with people, you know, get it right. out there. We want to, we want to get people to, to hear what we're doing because we've got some really cool stuff, especially when we talk, when we're talking about the chosen and some of the stuff coming out with the MCU and whatnot. And, you know, we want this to, to be something that people can get access to. So if you're talking to somebody and say, Hey, there's a podcast I'm listening to. It's actually pretty fun. It's friends of mine or whatever, right. or even it's just, you know, you don't know us personally, but you heard it, send it out. And before we go, um, the chosen season two will be, coming out very shortly very shortly they're going to announce it later on today i think when, yeah, I think when the first episode is going to air so right so be be um listening for season two episode one of the chosen coming yeah. up soon awesome so, and then obviously winter soldier and falcon yes. falcon winter soldier will be yeah. coming out well, as long as you're not calling it captain falcon because i keep calling captain falcon well, falcon punch <laughs> yes Xfinity Wars. Anyway. Um, so with that, guys, thank you so much for joining and being a part. Uh, thank you, Lee, for allowing me to stumble my way through doing this for the first time in the driver's seat. Of course. Um, we'll be seeing everyone later on. Have a great day. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.